How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Sofa Sports Podcast. This is episode three. Um, I'm George. I'm joined by Hunter and Tyler today. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the All-Star Reserves, the upcoming Super Bowl matchup, and uh, take a peek at Tom Brady's retirement as well. Hunter, why don't you get us started with the All-Star Reserves? All right, so with the All-Star Reserves came out, I'm sure you guys have all seen the lineups. Uh, just going to be touching into our thoughts on them. I mean, I thought uh, this stuff was pretty self-explanatory. I thought the main uh, conversation came with the uh, starters and Andrew Wiggins being named. And seeing these reserves, I see one, two, maybe even three possibilities of guys who could have been chosen as a starter over him, which just brings me back to the point that it's just, like, it makes no sense. Uh, but uh, Eastern Conference, uh, some really outlandish picks here. Uh, some would say Chris Middleton over uh, LaMelo Ball, but, I mean, I feel like LaMelo's going to get in anyway over uh, Kevin Durant for his injury. Uh, Fred Van Vliet really would have loved to see Drew Holiday in there. I feel like Van Vliet has been showing up this season, but I feel like Drew Holiday just makes more of an impact on the court. All right, uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, I mean, one of the things I thought was, like, I'd love to see DeJounte Murray in there in the West. And, you know, you see with Trey Young, too, like when he was selected all-star starter, they were 12th in the East. And so the NBA kind of made a point with that where, like, your team's record doesn't really indicate – you know, you making the All-Star game or not making the All-Star game. So, yeah, like, the Spurs are pretty bad, right? Like, they've got to be one of the worst teams. But, like, DeJounte Murray's playing at an All-Star level. Um, I'm not really sure who you'd replace him with, but with Draymond Green getting injured, I think that's a very good shot for him to get in. Um, and then in the East, like Hunter said, like, Drew Holiday, I think, is someone that's super underrated and probably should have gotten in over Chris Middleton. I say that as a Bucks fan, like, I love them both, but I think Drew Holiday has made more of a difference than Chris Middleton, and I also think that he's played more games, too. Um, and then LaMelo Ball, obviously, uh, will probably get it in over Kevin Durant. Jared Allen also has played pretty well, but I, I think LaMelo Ball should get in um, over him for uh, the Kevin Durant spot. Um, yeah, so personally, I don't mind these all-star reserves at all. I think they're all solid picks. Um when I saw the list that came out, the only really name that jumped out to me as kind of weird was Chris Middleton. Um, I personally thought LaMelo Ball uh, sh- should get in over him, but I'm still pretty confident that LaMelo will get in because Kevin Durant is hurt, um, which I assume they'll put Jason Tatum as a starter instead. Mm-hmm. Something I don't agree with because I think that Jason Tatum, has, his efficiency has not been great at all this season. Um, he just takes so many shots. But um, regardless of that, I think he will get the starter role. Um, I'm glad to see Darius Garland get the nod. Um, it's cool to see a young player that really has blossomed so quickly already make the all-star game. Um, and I don't mind Fred Van Vliet. Um, he was one of the weaker picks, I believe. But I still think he's uh, completely deserving of a spot in the all-star uh, game. And I can't hate on that at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's really all that's going on in the basketball world at the moment. Um, we're going to move on to the AFC and NFC championship games um, that happened this past week. Tyler, what are your thoughts on those games? Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the AFC championship game. Um, and it honestly went pretty much as I said last week. A um, little less scoring than I thought there would be. Um, but, I mean, like I said last week, I just trusted the Bengals' defense so much more than the Chiefs' defense. Um, and at the end of the day, the Bengals' defense showed up in the second half. The Chiefs did a little bit, but, I mean, they really showed up in the first half, and the Bengals ripped them to shreds in the second half. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I've never seen him fold like that before, so I thought that was kind of interesting. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Joe Burrow made some incredible plays. The offensive line played extremely well. And I think Evan McPherson has proved to everyone that I think he's the best kicker in the NFL right now. Um, and I really don't think that that's super debatable. Maybe Justin Tucker, but Evan McPherson's been an absolute legend and beast so far. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this Bengals team is on fire. They got some magic going with them. Um, I'd have to agree with everything, pretty much everything Tyler said. I'd have to disagree with the Evan McPherson uh argument is the best kick in the league. I think Justin Tucker's just been so much more efficient with so much more 
experience on him. And, I mean, he did kick the NFL record long. And I thought mm-hmm. the only argument you had for Justin Tucker not being the best is his uh, leg strength. And, I mean, he just proved that wrong. So I don't think he really has any flaws in his game. But, like, back to my prediction for last week, I predicted uh, 34-31. I mean, it was 27-24. It was still a three-point game. I said that the Bengals' defense was going to come up clutch for the stop, which happened in overtime, which allowed them to kind of continue that run, the run they've been having in the playoffs the Super Bowl, which I, I will say the thing I love about this Bengals team is they remind me of the Titans' run that they made in the playoffs. I believe it was two years ago. But they got stopped by the Chiefs, but I believe the Bengals actually got to finish their run this time, and I'm so happy to see that for him. Joe Burrow, guy's a beast. Like, he literally just, he broke that one tackle from Chris Jones and just emerged oh, yeah. like a fucking king. Yeah. And it's just, it, like, he's he's just been so incredible, and I never saw this coming from him in this playoff run. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I want to add on to that, too. Um, yeah, like, Joe Burrow, like, if you look at just his stats, they don't look wonderful, like, but his impact on their team has been just insane. Um, and like you said, too, you know, you made the statement about Justin Tucker. I think that's fine. I just, the way Evan McPherson is playing right now, like, he's just been so clutch for them. Um, and obviously, I can't argue Justin Tucker's the best kicker yeah. in the league. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow really is doing the most. I mean, homie's running every single play because they have a dog O line that just can't stop anybody and he still is able to just get the ball into the hands of the people that need it and even though last week I said the Chiefs were going to win I am completely fine with the Bengals winning if it means I don't have to see Brittany and Jackson Mahomes in <laughs> the Super Bowl again Amen, bro. Um, yeah oh god that would have been awful but I mean it's just it's so awesome to see this team that really came out of nowhere, and now they're in the Super Bowl. I feel like it's just such an amazing underdog story. You can't help but root for them. And Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are just so, like, wholesome and sympathetic, like, with their, like, um, almost naiveness towards, like, this uh, whole... I mean, they obviously won the national championship in college, but these guys, like... Uh, this is the second year for Joe Burrow, rookie year for Jamar Chase, and they're already in the Super Bowl. It's just, it's insane to me that they've made this far in so little time. Especially with the second year coaching Zach yeah, Taylor, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, they're and, just a young, and young the rookie, group. rookie Evan McPherson kicker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, McPherson, yeah. uh, he's ice cold, too. And Yeah, shoot him, baby. Shoot him, yeah. McPherson. <laughs> I mean, what can I say about the Chiefs? Um, Patrick Mahomes forgot how to play football in the second half. Um, this was really the Chiefs' games to game to lose, in my opinion, and they sure as hell lost it. Um, and I'm just so glad to see the Bengals come through with it. Yeah, and like one last thing too, like I I genuinely think that they lost it when Eli Apple made that stop on Tyree Kill at the end of the half, where like it was like they had a field goal locked up, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna go for the touchdown, and. Tyree Kill just got trucked to the ground, and, like, Eli Apple played, like, absolute trash that game. Like, he's all over Twitter acting like he's the best corner in the game, but he is so bad. Um, but, I mean, he made that one big play that I think ultimately changed the way the game was going. Um, but, yeah, if you guys are ready, uh, let's move on to the NFC Championship game. All right, so the Rams honestly disappointed me in this game. I thought their offense was going to produce a lot more than they did. The game got kind of boring. I actually stopped watching for a bit. Like, it... <laughs> I just I got so bored with the game, just no offense. It was an all-defensive battle, which I, I thought it was going to be, but I thought there would at least be some points on the board. Just so many field goals, not enough action. There wasn't even like that many like defensive turnovers like I thought there was going to be until Jimmy G showed his true form yeah. and threw that interception. I mean, I, I knew this team wasn't going to go very far. Like they wouldn't, they wouldn't be a Super Bowl-caliber team with Jimmy G at quarterback. I feel like he's just the single most mediocre quarterback, him and Ryan Tannehill. And I think it just showed in this game where their whole team played well, their defense clutched up. It's just Jimmy G could not get the ball to his receivers and make it make that drive that he needed down the stretch and he gave the ball back to the Rams, allowed them to go kick a field goal to take the lead while after being down 14 to 17. And then uh, through that interception to sell the game. I mean, Aaron Donald, you love to see it from him, dude. He's been working his ass off. Love to see him get 
Brett finally gets his uh, second shot at the Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. Um, yeah, I think that it was um, – I mean, uh, what what is there to say? Jimmy G, um, the Italian hunk himself, uh, he he's just not it. He's not the inter-QB. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with um, Jimmy G because he's just so mediocre. And Devo Samuel really put the team on his back and – willed them to like stay in this game um but i just think that this rams team is all around so good and um they didn't play as explosively as i would have liked to see but overall i still think that um they are i i would still call them my super bowl favorites just because of all the assets they have on both sides of the ball um tyler what do you think yeah, so I'm going to start off with the NFC Championship game thoughts, my thoughts um, on Jimmy G. Um, you guys are actually being very nice and respectful to Jimmy G for saying he's a mediocre quarterback. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I thought it was kind of disrespectful to Ryan Tannehill to compare them um, in the I, same I mean, the guy, sentence. The guy threw three picks as oh, the and I'm not saying I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill's a top 15 QB in the league. I'm just saying Jimmy G, in my opinion, is a bottom three starter in the league. I mean— we saw like the Niners team, amazing team, amazing roster, up until their quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo choked away that game, and I think he also possibly choked away his football career, at least as a starter. I think he'll go back to the bench where he belongs, um, where he spent all his years in New England. Um, he played so bad, and like I feel so bad for uh, Debo Samuel as well. Like he played his heart out, um, and I think the biggest thing was Jaquiski Tart quite literally dropped the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, that was literally a punt return. That it just yeah, hit him in the chest, yeah. like, guy, at the 50-yard line. That's the easiest interception of all time. Well, I mean, right? yeah, yeah. The, guy, the guy plays defense for a reason, though. Like, I mean, yeah. but, I mean, you got to be able to catch, like, a yeah. punt, right? Like, it was horrible. Like, it, it was literally a pass from Stafford to him, and he yeah. just couldn't bring down and that's, the And that's the thing about Stafford, too. Like, everybody keeps trying to say he's a top-ten quarterback, but, like, he makes throws like that in the clutch, and he's very lucky that that was a drop because – the Rams go down, they score on that drive. You think, if you switch the scenario, at that point, the Niners go up probably seven points with, like, you know, three minutes left, and I don't trust Stafford with three minutes uh, to clutch out that game. Um, so I, I, I don't know what to think. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be interesting for sure. But uh, moving on to what happened next and later on this week, um, Tom Brady retiring. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, yeah, so... I mean, as much as I hate Tom Brady because I think he is one of the luckiest uh, players in football, um, it's just it's sad to see him retire. Um, he's been in the league longer than I've been alive, which is crazy to think about. Um, he gave their my favorite team, the Eagles, their first uh, Super Bowl win. Um, he he's just been so instrumental in building my childhood love of football um, that it's really disappointing to see him retire. Um, but I love that he went out on top. Like he's a, the front runner for MVP in my opinion. And retiring, like he didn't fizzle out like most other people do. He went out on top, which is I really think the Tom Brady style. Um, and it's so cool to have witnessed the greatness that was his career. Yeah, um, I'm going to touch on that, too. I don't think he's the frontrunner for MVP, as good as he is. The frontrunner for MVP, you cannot get shut out in a game and expect to be the MVP. I just don't think. I, I Like, this is just completely off topic. The guy, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time by no demean. But uh, he did have great situations around him, and when he felt the situation in New England dissipating and his team started to get worse and realized he had no shot. He went to a team that needed a quarterback. He went to a team that was stat. He, he brought in guys like Antonio Brown. He brought in Gronk. He, he brought in a team around him that he thought could win a Super Bowl. It reminds me a lot of LeBron James from this year where he's kind of building his team. And, of course, uh, Tom Brady had a lot more success winning that Super Bowl. No one expected him to. But I do think he's been surrounded by a couple of the best teams in NFL history. Uh, but I mean, the only some of the reasons they are the best teams in NFL history is because he was on them. But I mean, 
you just hate to see a guy who's played so long and been so important to the sport of football to go out and to retire and you just realize that you're never going to be able to see him play again. Yeah, and so I'm going to start off by saying, you know, Tom Brady is the undisputed greatest player of all time. Um, and honestly, like, I, I mean, this might be just me being very wishful because, you know, I've loved watching Tom Brady play the past couple years. Um, you know, I wasn't actually a fan of him when he was in New England for very long. And then when he went to Tampa and, you know, you got to actually see him have fun. It's kind of like when I was like, yeah, you know what? I like this guy. Like, he's fun to watch. He's fun to, you know, follow on his social medias. Um, he's, he's a great guy. Great guy. Um, so I actually, and this is, again, me being very hopeful and wishful, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back after a year off. You know, maybe he gets bored. Um, maybe goes to San Francisco. I mean, give Trey Lance an accurate, like, you know, good quarterback to follow Trey Lance. And, again, this is just me being wishful. He might not. He probably he, won't. No, nah, he's. He, it took so much for him to retire. There's no way he comes back out and has. Yeah, to do it just, again. I, I think, and he was foreshadowing too with his new uh, clothing brand. Um, but like, if if he doesn't come back, which he probably won't, again, this is probably it for Tom Brady. He had a hell of a career. Um, but to follow up on what uh, George said and what Hunter said, in my opinion, he should be the MVP of this league. We're not going to get a chance to talk about our NFL honors predictions, um, so we'll react to it next week probably. But um, he's my MVP by a mile. Um, and, you know, when you said, uh, you know, you can't get shut out, Aaron Rodgers lost to the team he got shut out to uh, by 35 points and only was able to put up three. And when you look at the stats, Rodgers threw 133 yards, zero touchdowns, and two picks. Hey, with look a at his numbers. He's balling. Yeah, <laughs> look at his hey, numbers, bro. He had a QB rating of 36.8. Now, when you look at Tom Brady's numbers against the same team, even though he got shut out against them and his numbers weren't great, it was still significantly better than that. He com- uh, he uh, threw for 214 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick, had a QB rating of 57.1. By no means am I saying 57.1 is good at all. Like yeah, That's a horrible game. But, like, you also but it was to, better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but you game. also have to think about like Aaron Rodgers also set an NFL – like he set an NFL record with the highest QBR in a loss. And even though he didn't perform, that was like – I feel like he was just, he's a guy who sticks to his guns. You know, he came out with the vaccine stuff, his thoughts. He's a really standard guy, standard to his principles. Respect him a lot for it. I feel like he just didn't like the change they made with the 18 weeks and the one less preseason game. So I feel like he just came out kind of like boycotting, and we just kind of said, <laughs> you know what, this is our like preseason week four. You know, you saw Jordan Love get some snaps, Amari Rodgers. I feel like we were just kind of preparing mentally for the rest of the season to come. I mean, at the end of the day, though, and I don't want to drag this on too much, but what I will say is, I think the MVP of this league should be a guy that threw over a thousand more yards than Aaron Rodgers and over ten more touchdowns than Aaron Rodgers. Seventy more attempts than Aaron Rodgers. Hey, because his team depends on him more, and he's more valuable to his team than Aaron Rodgers is. Um, but I mean, that's an argument for another day. Um, let's move on to the Super Bowl matchup first looks. Um, so, uh, George, why don't you take us away? Um, so. In my opinion, I think the Rams are going to win this game. And listen, man, I, I've been counting the Bengals out for too long. Um, I think that they are probably – they're going to be in this game a lot more than you would think they would be. Um, but, um, I yeah, I think that they're probably going to stick with the Rams considering the Rams have played down to their competition, it seems, and the Bengals play up to it. Um, but I still have to give the Rams the nod to, for this one because I really do think that, um, like, the lack of O-line, Joe Burrow is going to – he's going to be running for his life all game. And we've seen that so far this season a lot, but you don't get away from Aaron Donald as easy as some of these other guys. Um, I think they're just going to be breaking in and uh, putting a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow and – He's based, this is his first full season he's played uh, in his NFL career, and that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy like that. Um, so I really, I I like how far they've gotten, but I think that Stafford's more experienced. I mean, Cup this year, uh, the three crown. I just think that the Rams edge out the Bengals. Yeah, and what George was saying is that uh, I feel like. The Rams, I feel like they have more experience in this thing. I feel like the Bengals, their young team, which helped them in games like leading up to this, 
But I feel like this is the one game where youth is going to hurt you and experience is better when you're on the big stage. I think the main factor that will help the Rams in this such in such a big stage is that they're playing in their home stadium. I feel like that's just going to be like they're they're in their element there. They've played there so many times and the Bengals are going into a foreign place, haven't played there. Joe Burrow's never played there. Jamar Chase has never played there. And a lot of fan wise, I don't think Cincy travels as well. Yeah, well, let's be real just, though. The Rams don't host very the Rams, well. I mean, yeah. the, Rams, the NFC Championship game was a Niners home game in LA, so I know. Yeah. But like as you as you see, I feel like the Rams. I feel like Cincy doesn't travel. I think and Rams don't host well. I feel like that kind of cancels out. I feel it goes straight into. I feel like the the advantage will go to the Rams, and going to the Bengals. I feel like their offense is a lot more electric and a lot more of a scoring offense than the. Uh, Rams is. I hope to see Uzama back. I hope. I hope he does. Mm-hmm. He's not out for yeah. too long. Hopefully, he and Tyler Higby too. Both of them got Both, injured. Well, I feel like yeah. Tyler Higby's out though. Yeah, I yeah. His, his I injury looks serious. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Uzama's. He's Uzama was playing. on crutches, so yeah. it could be he hit it here. Tight end for a tight end. At least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I was really, I was, I really hated to see that happen to Uzama. He was, he's looking, he was looking so good this and year. He's a great he's leader a great too. Great leader, except, like another weapon for Burrow to take heat off Jamar Chase. I feel like in the end. Jalen Ramsey will negate Jamar Chase, and I feel like the only way the Bengals are going to have even a shot is if Joe Burrow is going to be able to go to his guys, his secondary guys, like he was able to in the Chiefs game. I feel like he was trying to force balls to Jamar Chase in the first half, and then he kind of settled in and started going to his second and third guys. Yeah, he really started noticing like the Higgins mixes yeah. and uh, Higgins came up especially on that one third down where he literally mm-hmm. he caught that slant route, hell of a catch! Like he, oh yeah, it was so big impressive. Catch. Yeah. Well, I think another thing about Higgins too is like everybody keeps talking about Jamar Chase. I think T Higgins might be the unsung hero of the Cincinnati Bengals because when you look at this playoff run. Jamar Chase has played pretty well, especially for a rookie. But yeah, like but T he's Higgins, double covered every time. Yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. I get best, that. Like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time. T. Higgins has put up the numbers every single playoff yeah. game, it seems. Like, I, I think you know T. Higgins is going to make a big impact. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely feel that way as well. But something I do have to take into account is how well the Bengals' offense has played. I don't think the Rams' offense will be equipped to stop them because they're very pass-heavy. And although they have Jalen Ramsey, they don't really have much else help in the secondary. And I, I feel like the wide receiver core of the Bengals is just too much for them to handle. And I do have the Bengals squeaking this out. It's going to be a tough game. I feel like it'll be like a mediocre scoring. I have them winning twenty four to twenty one, but uh, it definitely should be a, an interesting game to watch for sure. Yeah, and I think that what this game is going to come down to is how will the Bengals' offense play against the Rams' defense. Um, I think that the Bengals' defense can hold the Rams' offense to around you know seventeen to twenty four points. I think that's around where the Rams will score, and I think. The Bengals' offense is just going to need to get, you know, high 20s, low 30s to win this football game. Um, and a big part of that is how will the Bengals' O-line hold up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller and those Rams D-linemen that are so tough to play against. Um, the Rams, if the Bengals' O-line can hold the Rams' defense to only, you know, five or less sacks, which is still a very lot, like a very big amount of sacks, but, like, if they hold on to five or less sacks, and they have a re- then they have a really good chance to win this football game. Um, I think Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey, as Hunter was saying, it's going to be a very fun matchup. I think Jamar Chase will get maybe like 50 yards, kind of like he did against the Chiefs. Um, but I also could see him maybe going off. Um, who knows? It could go either way. I'm really excited for that matchup. Um, but the big thing, I think, is that the Bengals have those other receivers um, that are going to be able to get open. Kind of like what I said last week where, like, you know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are going to come up big, and I was just talking about T. Higgins. I think T. Higgins has a really good shot. Having like a big hundred yard, one touchdown game, two touchdown game, um, I think he's going to be a big piece of the Super Bowl game, um, and I think that the Bengals are actually going to have a tough time getting Joe Mixon involved in the run game. Um, I say this because in the Rams playoff games, they held the Cardinals to 18 rushes for 61 yards. The Cardinals are a good rushing team, and 18 rushes for 61 yards not very impressive. They held the Bucks to 14 rushes for 51 yards, and the Niners to 20 rushes for only 20 or uh, only 50 yards, which is like incredibly low. Um, 49ers and Cardinals are both really good rushing teams. Um, but with all that being said, I think Joe Burrow will get Joe Mixon involved in the pass game. Um, I think that the Bengals are going to win this game. I think that the Rams are more experienced, but 
I thought, you know, that the Bengals would lose earlier on in this playoffs um, because of their experience, and they just keep shocking the world. Um, Joe Burrow's that guy. I think his national championship, you know, he's ready for this. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it could come down to an Evan McPherson field goal um, to win the championship, especially with how this playoffs have gone. I could see that happening. Um, but, yeah, I got the Bengals. I think Matt Stafford isn't a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. And last thing I want to say, I think if Joe Burrow can win this Super Bowl and the Bengals win the Super Bowl, it will be the most impressive Super Bowl win of all time. Um, to be the Bengals and not win in 31 years and to go in and play basically a super team on the road, which, like I said earlier, road isn't going to be a huge factor in my opinion just because the Rams' home, you know, their home stadium doesn't get a lot of fans of theirs in there. Um, but, like, the Rams are a super team, in my opinion. So I think if the Bengals win, it's an incredible win. I don't know. I mean, are you, you seem to be forgetting the Eagles win in which Big Dickless Nicholas uh, got them a Super Bowl win, which is quite possibly the most surprising and amazing Super Bowl win of all time. Yeah. No, I, I'd have to agree with Tyler on this one, though. I feel like the big Nicholas Nicholas, uh, I feel like he had a very big impact on the uh, Eagles organization that year. But uh, Well, not just I that year, like, too. Like, he had that seven-touchdown game, like, two years prior or whatever. Like, he no, just, no, he was that in, was many years yeah, prior. Yeah, bro. Nick Foles just goes crazy five. on the Eagles and just sucks on yeah, every other but, team. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, I'd have to agree with Tyler. I feel like Joe Burrow, especially coming off his ACL injury, they draft Jamar Chase, which was a controversial pick. Like, Not even just his ACL injury, though. Homie blew up his leg. Like, yeah, everything yeah, it in was, there exploded. Yeah. It definitely, it's, it's definitely impressive from Joe Burrow to see him come back and come back this strong, uh, almost as strong as uh, the man in the sex tape on Kim Kardashian. Now, that <laughs> comeback was really <laughs> impressive. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I feel like... Uh, the Joe Burrow in this Super Bowl, I feel like it all comes down to is he going to be that guy? And he's proven again time and time that he is, but I feel like it's just going to come down to the big finale, like can he do it one more time? And I think a big thing with these playoffs in particular um, is just, you know, feeling. Like the Bengals team has such a magical feel to like this run that they're on, um, and it's just something hard to like bet against. Like, I don't know, it's just the magic feeling I'm getting from their team, the magic vibe. Joe Burrow, you know, he's got some magic in him, and I think I just trust them a little bit more, um, especially with Joe Burrow as their quarterback, than I trust a Matt Stafford-led Rams. And I mean, no disrespect to Matt Stafford. I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, personally, I just don't think he's a top-ten quarterback, and I think Joe Burrow is much better than him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got the Bengals winning. But uh, if you guys don't really have any more Super Bowl thoughts, we actually are going to talk about the – NFL honors. Um, so let's start out with the MVP. What do you guys think? Um, so this MVP, I this is one of the weird ones because I feel like I haven't seen a clear front runner like I have in the past couple of years. Like last year, it was clearly Aaron Rodgers. Year before that, clearly Lamar Jackson. Year before that, clearly Patrick Mahomes. Um, but this year, I feel like it's kind of a toss up, and I know it's a QB award basically. I really, um, before the playoffs started, I was rooting pretty hard for Jonathan Taylor because I thought he was just doing the most. But the fact that the Colts didn't even make the playoffs, I think mm. I really have to give this one to uh, to Cooper Cup. That's right, Cooper Cup, baby. <laughs> no more QBs for MVP. Give me a goddamn wide receiver or running back for once, all right? I want to see the triple crown man, Cooper Cup, get his nod, and get this MVP because his team is in the Super Bowl, which I know playoffs don't count, but they count a little bit. and like They don't count at all. The votes finish before the playoffs even start. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. It's such bullshit that they don't. like. Oh, I agree. I think the NFL yeah. system is flawed with how yeah, they do it. it I think Because, like, the MVP at the end of the day, I, you know, the MVP is going to come from a team that makes the playoffs, yeah. so why not like, include I feel the playoffs? Like if they were including the playoffs, then Joe Burrow would be the MVP. Like, yeah. I don't know, though. Like, I was just looking at his numbers in the regular season, and they really weren't great. Like Cooper Cups? No, no. Joe Burrow's. Uh, like, Joe Burrow. I mean, they were really good. Don't get me wrong. He threw yeah. for 4,600 yeah, yards, 30 yeah. for touchdown. They were really good, but they weren't MVP level good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I just think that 
Cooper Cup has had such a fantastic season, and um, I really would just like to see him win MVP. Because even though people are saying, "Oh, Tom Brady," like um, I just I think Tom has been given like such a fortunate situation in Tampa Bay that it's kind of hard to feel like. Um, Bro, half his team got hurt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but that, was in, he, that was in week 18. Yeah. He still had 17 yeah, he, weeks with them. No, no, no it was like week 15. Chris Godwin got hurt week 15. He, he still had Antonio Brown. Like, Antonio yeah. got hurt for like two weeks. We yeah. just quit. He didn't even get hurt. But <laughs> um, And I really just, like, I haven't seen an MVP that wasn't a QB since Adrian Peterson. So Adrian just, beat your son. Yeah, Adrian beat your son. Man, also, what a Tyreek class act. Adrian beat your son. Um, <laughs> I just... I really want to see a non-QB win it. So I think my MVP is more wishful thinking than yeah, reality, even, but... There's not even a hey, uh, fucking beats his kid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my MVP <laughs> thoughts, I, I 100% agree with George. Tom Brady's got a fortunate situation. His tight end, one of the best tight ends of all time. I'd say top 10 tight end of all time. He was injured for a ch- large chunk of the season, though, in the middle. He always is, though. He always is, though. Yeah, he, that's just, that's yeah, just but, wrong. But, but not an he, threw, you, he threw almost a record amount of passing attempts. He almost set an NFL record. He has 12 interceptions, and he has one of the best wide receiver cores of all time. Like, I feel like uh, he, he did have the stats, but I feel like his stats also hurt him in a way where he had those 719 attempts, his completion percentage wasn't even there, his interceptions, it, like, it just, it wasn't as impressive as I was expecting it to be. His QB rate, his rating isn't that, his rating isn't anywhere near Aaron Rodgers' is. I believe it's like eight, nine points lower. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a, comp- oh my, like ridiculously better touchdown to interception ratio, a much better completion percentage, and still threw for over 4,000 yards. Like, I feel like the yards, you can just argue that's just attempts. And he has more yards per attempt. Like, all yeah, Tom Brady has yards, but Aaron Rodgers beats him in every single other category. Not touchdowns. Touchdown-interception ratio is what I include touchdowns as. Okay, Cause I, fair enough. I feel, like, I feel like touchdowns-interceptions is more important than touchdowns. So, my big issue with Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP... I mean, and he had a phenomenal season. Don't get me wrong. It's just Tom Brady led the league in yards and touchdowns, and you're talking about how he almost broke the record for passing attempts, and that's fine. But he also almost broke the record for passing yards. And, like, sure, the extra game plays in there, but that also plays in there for the completions and the yards too, so, like, it can go either way. But he led the league in yards and touchdowns, 12 picks. That's a lot of turnovers, but at the same time, when you look across the board, Aaron Rodgers is really the only quarterback that didn't throw a ton other than, like, Kirk Cousins. Um, but Kirk Cousins always does. He's Kirk yeah, Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I think the argument you can make there is, you know, yeah, it's just like that's this, like turning over the ball is very important. But at the end of the day, it didn't really change the amount of games they won. Like, they're still a two seed, so I think Tom Brady should be the MVP. And, I mean, honestly, I was on that Jonathan Taylor train, too, up until the Colts choked away their playoffs in the last mm-hmm. two weeks. I mean, yeah. I, I really wanted to see Jonathan Taylor clutch it out, but his team – sold he really didn't play all that great down the stretch um and at the end of the day too i won't even argue him for offensive player of the year um so actually since i mentioned that i'll just go straight into my offensive player of the year prediction if they actually included... i want to i do want to uh i do want to touch on uh the the aaron Rodgers situation one more time you you think about takeaways with everybody thinks about interceptions with quarterbacks you also got to think about fumbles tom brady had five fumbles this season and Aaron Rodgers only had two. So, like, you've also got to think about the total. Tom Brady had 17 total turnovers, where Aaron Rodgers only had six total. And that is a, like, large, large margin. Like, that is, that's not, like, one or two. That's but like, literally... In, in passing yards, too, you can say the same thing, where Tom Brady threw 1,200 more yards than Aaron Rodgers. That's I know, not a that, small amount. I feel like yards are less impressive because they only come from attempts. Like, yeah, the guy threw for 5,300 yards. Really impressive. Not trying to take away from that. Also had 719 pass attempts, which is over 180. It's 188 more attempts than Aaron Rodgers. And hell, I think you give Aaron Rodgers 188 more attempts, the guy throws for 1,200 more yards. Like, And I think it's just because the Buccaneers team is more dependent on Tom Brady, which makes him an MVP. Um, but, I mean, 
I, I just want to say too. I, I don't like want to take mean, that. Just means they're most dependent on the passing game because their run game is so shit. And you yeah, and, you can't blame and, Aaron. And Tom Rodgers. Brady's the thrower I mean, on every but single I mean, pass. I'm saying play. Is you say Aaron Rodgers isn't more valuable to his team. Like you look at when Jordan Love goes in there, and we just fall into complete fucking shambles. Yeah, but like, I mean that was his first. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers' first game of the season, and they were much worse against a much worse team. Um, but I mean, again, like I don't want to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. And the argument I'm going to make for Offensive Player of the Year is. I think Tom Brady should win MVP and Aaron Rodgers should win Offensive Player of the Year. I think Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel both had phenomenal Offensive Player of the Year like seasons. And I think at the end of the day, I think Cooper Cup's gonna win it. But I think it'd be very interesting and very cool if Tom Brady won MVP, Aaron Rodgers won Offensive Player of the Year. And honestly, if you switch them, I'm not gonna cry about it or lose sleep over it. Like I, I'm, I'm cool with yes, that. Yes, you will. You like, will lose sleep, bro. You'd be tossing and turning for days. No, I, I genuinely think that Tom Brady should be MVP, Aaron Rodgers should be Offensive Player of the Year. Um, do I think it's gonna be that way? No. If I'm gonna, if I'm a betting man, I think it'll be Aaron Rodgers MVP uh, and Cooper Cup Offensive Player of the Year. But what I would give and what I think it should be is Tom Brady MVP, Aaron Rodgers Offensive Player of the Year. And I hate these like quarterback awards, but like I don't know. It's just they they both played so well this year that I'd give them both those awards. Um. Yeah. So for me, Offensive Player of the Year, um, because I named Cooper Cup as my MVP. Uh, I'd have to say Jonathan Taylor is probably my offensive player of the year. I mean, the dude put, he had to deal with Carson Wentz, right? As an Eagles fan, I know about dealing with Carson Wentz's bullshit on a daily basis, and Jonathan Taylor seemed to do that better than anybody, and the Colts, he just put him on his back. Like, they don't, they don't really have a ton of assets. Like They have a good defense. But... They have a good defense and a good O-line, but like, their they, offensive line is the best in the league. But they yeah. don't have a competent QB at all. They don't have good wide receivers. Um, hey, yo, Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman, bro. Michael yeah. Pittman he's is, out 24-7. He's <laughs> all right, but he's not like a great hey, wide man, receiver. man, I love Michael Pittman. But like, Jonathan Taylor, like, he's, he's an icon. His yeah, stats were icon. crazy this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many yards, so many touchdowns, and he was just doing the most at all times. So I really think Jonathan Taylor needs some form of nod. Um, Hunter, what do you think? I, I'm going to go back with Tyler. I'm going to side with Tyler on this one. I feel like Jonathan Taylor, I'm, I'm even a Wisconsin fan. Love Jonathan Taylor. He was my, he was my guy for four years and like, he's still like see him succeed in the NFL and become like the running back one by so like the running back one in the NFL. If Derrick Henry didn't get hurt, it would be, obviously, but but, like, but yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. But like seeing him succeed is just so like, it brings joy to my heart genuinely. But I also have to admit when the stage is too big for him. And he did not have the, I, I, I stand by my statement. If the Colts would have made the playoffs and made it out of the wild card round, Jonathan Taylor would have been the offensive player. Of the oh, year. yeah, I agree. But the fact that – I know they don't take into account uh, playoffs, playoffs yeah. but, like – If you make the, the playoffs, fact it that, helps The you. fact that the Rams are in the Super Bowl, the fact that Cooper Cup was a triple crown leader, I feel like the offensive player of the year award has to go to him because that's something that we haven't seen in so long. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, Cooper Cup, too, I don't want to take anything away from him. Like, if he wins offensive player of the year, I'm very proud of him. Like, he deserves it because he had – Literally, like, the best wide receiver season we've seen since, like, Calvin Johnson or, like, Jerry Rice. Like, he's had an insane season, and yeah. it's crazy to even mention that. But. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to put his name even with those other two names. Yeah, but, like I mean, he's, he's been a Calvin legend, Johnson. bro. Like, he's he's had the entire Rams offense on their back. And, I mean, again, Jonathan Taylor, you could have made that argument for 15 weeks of the season. It's just those last couple weeks, they just crumbled. And it's an unfortunate situation, but that's the way it went. But uh, we'll move on to Defensive Player of the Year now. All right, so I feel like this one can go like I I absolutely hate hate people who say Aaron Donald for defensive player of the year. It's just so biased in my opinion because you can't come up with one like reason that he has over like T.J. Watt. I get Aaron Donald last year. There was an argument there. It was a fifty-fifty coin toss, kind of like the Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers thing this year. But this year, T.J. Watt broke the sack record in fifteen games. I do not understand how you cannot give him Defensive Player of the Year because of the impact he has had with the Steelers' defense. And the Steelers' defense, by no means, would have been as elite as they were or even in the same like standard as they were without T.J. Watt. He has just shown so much dominance this season. And everyone's like, oh, Aaron Donald gets double-teamed. Suck it up. That's what you get for being a defensive lineman. T.J. Watt goes outside. 
you want to line up outside, you get that privilege. It's just how the NFL works. And, like, I mean, I would argue Nick Bosa over Aaron Donald. Like, Aaron Donald, yeah, he was he had a good year, but he hasn't been as impressive as these two. And it's just hindsight bias from his past seasons that people are giving him the respect that he's getting this year, and I just think it's so undeserved. Yeah, for me, I have to go with T.J. Watt as well. Um, I mean, like Hunter said, he broke the sack record in 15 games, and there's really not an argument for anybody else. Um, he just he went crazy. The Steelers, who were dick cheese um, this year, made the playoffs, and I think that's in large part due to uh, – um, T.J. Watt just being absolute house wrecker and coming in just kicking everyone's ass. He's just he's such a, a destructive presence that you can't plan for him. You just have to hope he is not there to ruin your day today. Well, what I want to say about Aaron Donald first is that I low-key feel like it was kind of disrespectful what he said that like you know he needs to suck it up with being double teamed. Like bro, he's the most dominant defensive player we've seen since Lawrence Taylor. Like. I think he's the most dominant player in the NFL right now. But with that being said, I agree that he didn't really put up the numbers um, to win Defensive Player of the Year this year, so I don't think he should win it. Um, and Suck your mom. I think Miles Garrett was on a really good pace to win it too, but T.J. Watt kind of took over, you know, that pass-rushing type player. Um, but I'm actually going to give co-Defensive Player of the Year awards. Um, that's to, no, that's uh, not how it works. That's not how it works. Hey, give it to one. You, you got to hear my reason. You, you got to hear my reason. No, you have to choose a defensive player of the year. goddamn Cowboys player, I'm going to throat punch you right I, here and now. I'm going to say I would give code to Michael Parsons. You son of a bitch. And, and Trevon Diggs. <laughs> and Trevon Diggs because – when you and Get Jerry Jones actually, cock out of your mouth. Actually, no, no, no. Did you just? Did I thought you were at least gonna go like T.J. Watt with the other half? You yeah. just straight up went with the guy who gave up over a thousand yards. First because round because exit. no, no, no. Hang yeah, on, hang on. First hang on. round exits. I mean, T.J. Watt was too. Um, but yeah, what I will say, yeah, but everybody knew they were first yeah. round exits. If, if, like, if you could give the defensive on. player of the year to anybody in the defensive industry, it would be Dan Quinn because I mean, obviously that's not how it works. But Dan Quinn transformed the Cowboys defense. So what I am doing is giving it to Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs because what they did, Dan Cowboy fans, man, we yeah. need to get rid of them. What they did for the Cowboys, Cowboys, Bama Yankees. Fans. No, I hate all those teams besides the Cowboys and Duke. Um, uh, but that's besides the point. <laughs> when when you look at you know, Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and what they did for the Cowboys defense this year. Like, yeah, that, Trayvon Diggs get literally dusted by a fucking oldie and yeah. AJ Green. Kendrick Bourne dusted. That was, that was part of his job, though. Like, he was supposed getting to dusted? play. No, playing <laughs> super beat? aggressive. I mean, at the end of the day, that was his role was to get picks. And, I mean, that's what he did. Like, he was supposed to be a ball hawk. And what he did for the team was great. Trayvon Diggs was a great player this year. A first team all pro, pro bowler, very well deserved. Um, he was built for this team to make plays. Um, Dan Quinn didn't care if he gave up yards um, because, I mean, he gave the Cowboys basically a free possession in almost all their games. Um, and Micah Parsons, too, like, to be a rookie linebacker and become just the sole leader of a defense is incredible. And, I mean, he's the undisputed defensive rookie of the year. I think we're all ag- going to agree on that. Um, but what he did was phenomenal. He plays cornerback, linebacker, D-end, I mean, hell, you could probably play him D-tackle. Like, he played everywhere on the defense, and that's what I think a true, like, defensive player of the year is, where, like, he was still able to get 12 sacks when he was playing corner for, like, half the time. And so I I think Michael Parsons and Trevon Diggs are my co-defensive player of the years. I know you guys hate that, but uh, let's move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, before they get too carried away. All right. uh, One thing I will have to touch on really quick is Tyler just reminded me, just going back to the MVP for one last final note, I think the thing that sealed it for Aaron Rodgers for MVP is being named first-team All-Pro. Yeah, I mean, that's – That was just the teller. I I knew going into those selections, whoever got chosen as first-team All-Pro was going to get MVP. And since it was Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he's well, just and that, that that's also why I said I think that the awards are going to go MVP Aaron Rodgers, Offensive Player of the Year Cooper Cup, and I explained why I would give them if to it's elsewhere. Not the Italian but hunk, Jimmy Garoppolo, we riot. Nah, bro, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, should George, get George, worst George quarterback get, of the George year. George do get thirsty for Jimmy G. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, Offensive Rookie yeah, of the Year. Offensive Rookie of the Year. I feel like there was always some debate here. Mac Jones, guy's a fraud. Like literally, like he's just he was never that good. He was getting carried by a defense. He showed some promise, but not enough to show what like to compete with Jamar Chase in the ending of the season that he had. He was just impressive the whole year. I mean, 
he's just been doing stuff that we haven't seen by a rookie in God knows how long, and I feel like this award just obviously goes to him. Yeah, I mean, if you don't say Jamar Chase... Um, You're homeless. I mean, basically, you have, like, the senses of Helen Keller. Like, um, Jamar Chase is far and away the... Dude, Helen Keller best. was a fraud, dude. She literally was... She could see... That's the discussion for another day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's calm down. We um, all know this, but... Jamar Chase is... He's nutty, um, and, I mean... Hell, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Like, what else do you need to hear? It's Jamar Chase by a mile. Yeah, and I mean, what I want to say, too, is, like, I hate that Mac Jones was ever even in the discussion. Don't get me wrong. Mac Jones had a phenomenal year, but he shouldn't be in the Pro Bowl. Like, that's another thing. It kind of pisses me off that he's in the Pro Bowl um, over, like, guys like Derek Carr. I know Josh Allen decided not to play, but, like, Derek Carr had a much better season than him and isn't in it. Um, And that's the thing. Last year, too, I think – I personally thought Justin Jefferson should have won it slightly over Justin Herbert, but I mean, either way, last year you couldn't go wrong. This year, though, Jamar Chase is the clear answer. Like, the dude's on another level, and sure, he's been inconsistent, but like, hasn't every player had their off games? Like, Mac Jones had a bunch of horrible games, too, so Jamar Chase is the runaway offensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. And going into defensive rookie of the year, I really don't think we need to even talk about it. I think it's Micah Parsons, and I don't even know if I could name another defensive minute, rookie. Wait a minute. It's wait a Micah minute. Parsons. That's even close wait to minute, <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, let's just talk about this really quick. There's this other guy, and his name is Micah Parsons. And I know <laughs> you're going to think I'm crazy, but uh, he's actually had a great season. Oh, yeah. What team does he play for? <laughs> uh, he plays for this uh, Canadian team. Oh, called yeah, the, yeah. Called the, the Cowgirls. Yeah, uh, okay. All right, whatever. Uh, let's move on to Coach of the Year. All right, so Coach of the Year, this one actually is interesting. Yeah, this is like, an interesting one. I feel like there's a lot of ways this could go. I feel like, being as a Packer fan, I have to throw Matt LaFleur into the discussion. NFL history record in the last three years with the most wins in NFL history, third three years with a team. He led the Packers, the first team, to have 13-plus wins in three straight seasons. He, I mean, he he's just been so phenomenal. And, like, you might say he had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. But, like, there's a lot more struggles that came with that team than just having, a, like, Aaron yeah, Rodgers and Devontae Rodgers Adams. Because we had never we had <laughs> never had seasons like this and gone back-to-back one seeds ever before in our, like, history since, like, Brett Favre. And, like, you can say what you want, but he is one of the best coaches we've had. And I'm excited to see what he can do. If we get and like with the new rebuild yes, process, especially without out, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I'm I want I want to see I want to see, see how he does. But um, obviously my, my so my pick is honestly going to go to uh, Zach Taylor. Uh, he he's a young guy. I mean, I just have like I have so much respect for him and what he did with that Bengals team. Going in, it was a shit show. You get Joe Burrow, he gets hurt last year. Like you're you're going in, it's everything's looking hopeless. You draft Jamar Chase, your fan base is one in Panay Sewell. You give him this year, and you give him everything that you did. Everybody's expecting you to go three and fourteen, end up with another top ten pick. Instead, you shock the world and go to the Super Bowl, end up mm-hmm. winning your division. I feel yeah. like this has just been such a great year for him and a big breakout year for the Bengals in general. All right, my pick is Nick Sirianni, baby. Let's go, number one coach <laughs> in the NFL. Um, Nick Sirianni took the Dick Cheese Philadelphia Eagles. Um, who were so ass, it was unbelievable. Um, they play in the toughest division in football, the NFC East. He got into the playoffs. Got some quality wins. Um, nah, I'm kidding. I mean, Nick Sirianni should be top five, but like, it's definitely got to be Zach Taylor, and I really don't think there's any other argument just because how much he did was so little this year. It's crazy. Um, like, AFC North... I this year I had some predictions before the season started. I said AFC North two teams were making it out. Um, the Bengals were not one of them, and they managed to win the AFC North and now are in the Super Bowl. It's just so insane, like how how he just moves the ball. Um, like I know I that know Joe Burrow and the ball. J- Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are fantastic, but they can't do that without the coaching of Zach Taylor. And I really think he needs to win this year. So, I mean, I think, you know, as an Eagles hater, probably one of the biggest Eagles haters on the planet, I will admit, I'll Nick Sirianni... That, I will join that club yeah, with you, actually. Yeah, I would yeah, love to join. Nick Sirianni, he had a very good year as a coach. He actually impressed me. But what I will say is there are three front runners for me. There are three runaway finalists. 
and that would include Matt LaFleur, Mike Vrabel, and Zach Taylor. Um, and what I will say is Matt LaFleur, he had the best record in the league this year in the regular season. You can't debate that. I mean, a record is a record. Um, and every single year, um, the best record coach gets in. Um, I don't think he'll win it. I actually think he'll be the third place, but I think he had a phenomenal year. I would say, personally, that um, I think Mike Vrabel will win it slightly over Zach Taylor um, because— You mean the guy who kicked his team out of the playoffs by calling a stupid-ass timeout? Eh, no, I'm talking about the guy the that had to deal with the most injuries in NFL history. He played yeah. with more players, like more like different players, like practice squad and all that stuff. Than any other team has in totally NFL history, shit, and took him to the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, but he didn't have his best player I mean, there. Matt LaFleur did all yeah. the season. He had shitty ass Ryan Tannehill. He had Julio Jones, who's always hurt. So like, he only played like three games. Yeah, like, but like his entire team was injured. And in, I mean, the, like stats are stats. He literally broke the NFL record for like the Titans did for like most injuries and like most you know different unique players in I the season. Like, and to like, do that and still get the one seed is incredible. Zach Taylor, don't get me wrong. Any like, other year, I'd say Zach Taylor 100%. But, I mean, Mike, what Mike Vrabel did is so schedule. overlooked. I feel like they had a couple And, I mean, I, I don't know. I think this is Mike Vrabel's uh, Coach of the Year award to lose. Um, Hunter's looking some stuff up right now to look at their schedule and stuff. But they had some big wins. I think they actually they might have beaten the Bills. Uh, they definitely beat the Chiefs. I know they, they killed the Cardinals. I mean, they had huge wins. Uh, yeah, sure, they lost to the Jets. They had some off games. But... They played pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to go with Mike Vrabel. Um, but, I, again, I'm, I'm not upset if Zach Taylor uh, gets it because Zach Taylor had a great year. The Bengals had a great year, too. Um, and I'm actually going to pull up the 2022 NFL strength of schedule here. See, yeah, I don't I, – I just – I feel like, yeah, they had a good strength of schedule. Yeah, they had quality wins. They lost to the fucking Jets and the Texans. I don't know how you – and then they got – like literally brutally like beaten down by the Patriots. Like, yeah, they had quality wins, barely beat the Saints, lost the Texans, barely beat the Texans the second time. The yeah, they killed the Dolphins. Yeah, they barely beat the Forty. Yeah, I mean they they had they had but some they lost, bad games. They lost to the Jets. Okay, wait, but barely beating the Forty Niners. The Forty Niners played. I mean the Forty Niners. They're in the NFC Championship. Yeah, and I mean uh, the Packers played them close. I mean, multiple teams played them close. I don't think you know we can discredit them for beating the Niners because no, no, the Niners no, were a great I team. Said, I said beating the Niners was a good one. Oh, okay, I okay. That, that was my yeah, I, I, I thought you were saying that, that was no, bad no, no, that they no, only no. beat they, them by a little amount. They had quality wins, but yeah. for every quality win they had, they had a shitty loss. I, I just think with their you know injuries and what he was able to do and get them the one seed over you know the Chiefs is incredible. And don't get me wrong. I mean, they choked in the playoffs. Like they, they oh, did yeah, horrible no, in the but playoffs. I believe, I believe it's the same thing but. for the Chiefs. The Chiefs choked away the first seed. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was just uh, luck of circumstance. And, yeah, they had a great game, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was just the only reason the one seed comes into play there is because of other teams. Like, the Chiefs choked it. Like, I feel yeah. like that was – it was the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs. Just like the, against the Bengals. It was, their, it was their seeding to lose, just like it was their game to lose against the Bengals, and they lost both of them. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if Zach Taylor wins, like, I mean, him and Mike Vrabel are so close. I just, I, I, I give it to Mike Vrabel very slightly. But, um, anyway, comeback player of the year. Um, Joey B, baby, Joe Shiesty, Joe, Joe Bird. Shiesty. He's coming back and he's taking him to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they're in the Super Bowl, so, like, you can't really. The problem is regular season is what matters for this. Which yeah, but sucks it doesn't for even him. matter. Dak Prescott, He's like, yeah, Dak Prescott had a good, like, he had a good year. He was kind of mediocre at best. Everything you look at, a Joe Burrow, he had the Joe Burrow had the highest completion percentage in the league. He had the yards. The only thing you could argue is he didn't have the touchdowns. Well, um, so I have the stats put up right here. Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott were six and seven. Joe Burrow edged him out slightly in yards, but then passing touchdowns. Dak Prescott thirty seven to Joe Burrow's thirty four. I mean that's not a that's not a big deal. Okay, but, but Dak Joe Prescott Burrow only threw plays 10... in the AFC North. Dak Prescott plays in the NFC East. So yeah, you yeah. also you also have to incorporate strength and strength of schedule. Dak Prescott's strength of schedule this year might have been one of the worst. It was I mean, a joke. and I agree with that, but it I think a... when you just look at the numbers alone. Ten interceptions yeah, but you to fourteen. Can, you can like, look at the numbers, but when you look at the numbers, and I mean, you also have to incorporate. I, and I was about to say, I was about to say too. I think when you look at the comeback player of the world, because I'm saying people are so quick to rule out Dak Prescott. Like I personally still think Joe Burrow should win the award. Don't get me wrong. Like Dak Prescott, 
I just think is overlooked, and I think that we need to at least look into it with his stats. No, but I, mean, I would say Joe Burrow deserves the no, award. No, that's what I'm saying. It's gonna, it's, it's gonna be. It's not by any means a blowout, but it is just the edging. I feel like what sold Dak Prescott is he didn't put up enough numbers to combat his strength of schedule. Well, yeah, and I mean, his because his numbers were better than Joe his Burrow's, but were, his, yeah, his strength exactly. of schedule, and I think Joe Burrow's coming back from a tougher injury, too. Exactly. Like, yeah. Dak Prescott's ankle, like, he had two surgeries on the thing. It looked horrible, and that was a horrible injury. But Joe Burrow's was, I mean, his his whole leg like was blown off. His, his yeah. knee got folded inward. Yeah, like, just not something and, and want to see. Again, like, I think either quarterback could win. Like, this probably is one of the closest awards that we could even give out. Like, I genuinely do believe that. I think that this one probably is the closest one. Um, and most interesting one is who they'll give it to. I do think Joe Burrow will win. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like this Dak Prescott versus Joe Burrow kind of reminds me of my MVP comparison too, where like Tom Brady and Joe Burrow are kind of like some very similar situations where like they threw more interceptions. Um, they threw more yards. Um, they, uh, Joe Burrow threw less touchdowns. So that's a bit of a difference, but I think they're very similar, which is why I went Tom Brady MVP. I went Joe Burrow comeback player of the year but i mean I, I think comeback player of the year either way whoever wins it, it's you know it could go either way all right so that leads us into our uh episode ender with the locks of the week starting off with me i was uh, a perfect on uh three for three on last week's locks so that's probably probably why you want to start out with me make sure to parlay all these games it's the only way you're going to get good uh good payouts from them uh, so you're going to parlay this. Starting off on a Saturday game is the Bucks money line versus the Blazers. Blazers have played like absolute dog water the last couple games. I mean, the Bucks and they just have, made a horrible yeah, trade exactly. today. They just, they just made a horrible trade they today. They're such dumbasses. They, they basically gave up Gary Trent Jr. They're, they're, for a nobody in a second who's in high school right now. Like, exactly. And uh, the I, I don't know. I just feel like uh, yeah. the, the Bucks have got this one in the bag. No explanation needed. Uh, mm-hmm. The Suns' money line versus the Wizards is also another Saturday game you're only gonna you're going to want to throw in there. Uh, I feel like the Wizards, they just haven't had the season. Uh, they started out hot. They started out hot, but uh, they've kind of died down and become the team everybody thought they were going to be. Uh, the Suns, obviously, no no explanation needed. They've been dominant. I don't think they're winning a ring this year. I think they will choke. Mm-hmm, I, I don't agree. I don't even think they make it to the finals. But uh, They got a shot. I, I don't think they will. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's just an obvious game. And then the last one you're going to throw in is going to be a Monday game. End off the parlay. You're going to chose the Warriors' money line over the Thunder. I feel like the Warriors and Stephen Curry have been so elite this season, and the Thunder have kind of had the season everybody was expecting. They're still young. Got young talent, young core. They uh, are still looking to uh, build that up, trying to get experience under their guys' feet. They're definitely in the rebuild stage, and I feel like that makes the Warriors uh, win a prime, prime one for the betting. Yeah, so I'm going to start off um, tomorrow on Saturday. I got the three seed, the current three seed in the West right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, beating the worst record in the NBA, Orlando Magic. I mean, that's self-explanatory. Easy lock right there. Um, then on Sunday, I got the Timberwolves over the Pistons. Again, a game where like the Timberwolves have players like Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, players that the Pistons really don't have any answer for, and the Pistons are just trash to begin with. So obviously, Timberwolves over Pistons hey, lock man, on keep Sunday. Hey I'm gotten the rising stars, bro. <laughs> and then I'm also closing mine off on Monday with the Warriors over the Thunder for pretty much the same reasons as Hunter. I love Josh Giddy. Love that kid. But um, I mean, the Warriors are obviously gonna win, Funny. right? TikTok <laughs> Bring me a so shot, good. dude. Bring yeah. me a shot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Warriors over Thunder to close off my locks of the week. Um, all right, and for my locks of the week, um, I had a lot of similarities. I said Bucks over Blazers as well. I mean, Giannis is going to just shred this shitty ass Blazers team. Um, Rip Dame, bro. Damn straight, Rip bro. Dame. Damn straight. And then Wolves over Pistons. Deloading Cat Anthony Edwards, they are just going to basically brutalize this Pistons team mm-hmm. that just sucks cock. Um, yep. But uh, a difference. There's no in other game. way to say that. Yep. Best way to say it. Yeah. Best way to say it. Bluntly. Um, this is a different game. No one said this one. Cavs over Spurs on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean the Cavs are just. They're so young and talented. Um, Darius Garland and Jared Allen are 
just gonna what go. They're gonna go a little silly Mobley? on San Antonio. I mean, yeah, Mobley's one of the best defensive players yeah. in the league too. I mean, he's yeah. going off. They're just yeah. gonna go a little silly on these Spurs. Um, I think they match up well. Right. I think that's definitely a good lock. Yeah, sure. yeah, I agree. To throw that in mind as a fourth game. Um, and to finish out today's episode, we actually have a sponsor. So thank you to Josh for the donation. Josh would like to say that Kirby is a good boy. Thank you again for the good sponsor. Doggo. Yep. Anybody can sponsor. Hit us up if you'd like to give us some send, money, please. Yeah, um, send us send a message for the right amount. Uh, we can <laughs> give a sponsor to whoever you request. Yep. We do not care. We are easy to buy. Yeah, um, and our pockets are the straight way to our podcast. Yep. <laughs> So that'll be it for episode three. Thanks for joining us. Um, next week we'll talk about I don't know what like the Pro Bowl. Like there's nothing going on. Well, really. we'll get more thoughts on the Super yeah. Bowl. Get more and thoughts on the Super Bowl. More thoughts on the All Star Game. More thoughts mm-hmm. on the skill competitions and, and, and react to the NFL honors too. React I think that's or no 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 that's that's the following week. Never mind. That's not this week. Yep. Well, so. just just stay tuned. Tune mm-hmm. in. We'll t- we'll let you know at the beginning. Talk uh, about all things sports. Yeah, yep. basically what we do here. All right. See you later, guys.